Hi, everyone. Today on the podcast, I have a guest, Brittany from But First Sleep. She is going to talk today about sleep and in particular bedtime routines. So if you struggle with bedtime in any way, this episode is a must listen. I learned so many helpful tips that I'm excited to implement with my own kids. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, life isn't a sitcom, and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks to keep your sanity in check. So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing Podcast. Episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb, throw chaos out the door, and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three. Hey, Brittany. Hi. Let's just jump right in. I want you to share a little bit about yourself and... and um, how you started getting into teaching people about sleep. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Well, first, thank you for having me, Jackie. And, um, yes, I am super passionate about sleep. I, I'm a pediatric sleep consultant and I work with babies and children between the ages of zero and five. And, you know, a little bit about me. I, I'm a mom as well. Um, I have, my daughter is a little bit older now, but I was definitely, you know, in that early stage of, you know, all the sleep stuff where I kind of panicked right before I was going to have her. I said, what's going to happen? How do I do this? And it just kind of took off from there. And from there, I was like, I must find every information I can about this because, you know, I would have to admit that people scared me. like, Hey, you're, it's going to happen. You're never going to sleep again. And I, you know, I kind of have that personality. Well, like, well, watch me, (laughs) watch me. I'm going to figure it out. And so that's kind of how I got into this and it's led me to be an advocate for it and let other moms and families know that you can have a new baby and you can have sleep. I promise you. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I just want to talk about that really quick. Why is that, that people are so negative about sleep, even before you have your child, like that very much drives me insane. (laughs) You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like it's maybe because we don't know enough information out there. I don't think there's a lot of advice or tips given to us. Like when we are in the hospitals, like there is for feeding and nurturing and, health, you know, changing diapers and all these classes, it's like, well, what about sleep, you know? And so I kind of wanted to, I want to be that person. I want to be able to give that information out to other moms, whether they take it or receive it or not, Mm -hmm. I want it available. And to know that there is possibilities of having newborns and babies and toddlers love sleep. (laughs) Yes. Um, So can you talk about bedtime routines because I know um, something that I have really noticed a big difference in my kids is when we have a bedtime routine. Like we do our reading at night. I have a book that I read to them at night. And I notice when we skip that because everyone just seems 
you know, a lot, a lot of times we will go to bed later and then I'll say, we're not reading tonight. It's too Mm. late. And that, that just kind of causes them to get more hyper because they're not getting their routine. And then I can't settle them down. And it's just like this vicious cycle. So if you could just talk about bedtime routines, I think that would be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Obviously, you're noticing it when the routine is missed that, you know, the behavior starts to come out and they're kind of freaking out. And the biggest thing I can say about that is kind of relates back to when I used to teach actually young kids. Kids thrive off routine. They love knowing what is coming next. They have this expectation that we do this a certain way. I want to do that and I want to repeat it. Um, It's really funny with, so with bedtime, kids like knowing mom and dad have this under control. I'm going to do my bath. I'm going to do my lotion, my pajamas, and I'm going to get my story and then I go to sleep. So yes, when something like that is kind of taken out of routine and interrupted, like, hey, 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 what's going on? Is something else going to happen or am I going to go to sleep? So then it becomes a guessing game for them. And they're like, well, well, what, what now? Right. So again, yes, I like letting parents know kind of the first thing you have to establish a bedtime routine. Everyone's bedtime routine is going to look different and that's totally fine. But having that routine and sticking to it as close as possible at each and every night is where your bedtimes are going to run so smoothly. Um, People kind of get somewhat confused with getting ready for bed and strict bedtime routine. And kind of touching on that is getting ready for bed would be simple things like dimming the lights about an hour before bedtime, turning off all electronics about an hour before bedtime, um, helping your child's own body start producing natural melatonin so they can start getting ready for the evening. I also always recommend earlier to bed, the better before eight o'clock. There's a lot of brain development and body um, development that kind of happens in the early evening with hormones and everything like that. So with that, after that comes the bedtime routine. And I was just talking about this on my page where you want your bedtime routine to be somewhat short. I'm talking like five to 15 minutes. You don't want to drag anything out. You don't want to delay. You don't really want to give an opportunity to, I need to go potty. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Starting new ideas of how they can kind of get out of this bedtime routine or start a new tactic where like, hey, well, this worked last time. Let's see if it works again. You always want to keep bedtime. If you're, you know, maybe more of a relaxed mom or a parent or kind of do things differently when it comes to bedtime, I say recommend, I recommend just being firm in that area, keeping those healthy boundaries for bedtime, because it's going to benefit them. And then when they're well-rested, you're well-rested as well. So having that quick bedtime routine, which is typically going to look like, um, reading a short story. And I'm talking like less than five minutes, <laughs> doing your good nights, your cuddles, prayers, and out for the night, walk out, those kind of things. Um, those keeping it short, keeping it simple, instead of dragging it out can kind of delay and start, you know, just 
giving them more opportunities to chime in and want to do something different and kind of get their last wiggles out when essentially if they're at that point, they're probably past their tired point. (laughs) When you start to see that hyperactivity happening, it's typically a sign that they're um, past the tired point. So I always, again, recommend earlier winding down about 60 minutes before bed and everything like that. Wow. So the, the short story, just that, that kind of changes everything for me. You know, we read a chapter book and that, you know, that is, it's long and I get the, I'm hungry. I didn't Mm -hmm. eat enough. Um, like I feel like my kids are literally my little ones. I'm talking, I have my, I spend most of the time at night with my three and five-year-olds and my five-year-old, especially it's like, she literally looks like she's vibrating. Like I can't, I can't fall asleep, rub my back, you know? And it's like, just go to sleep. But by that time, like, I think we've just gone way past the time that we should have, because my routine ends up lasting a long time. So most likely. And if, if that's something you want to continue to do, it's not something like, Oh, completely cut that out. I think that's important. I think spending that time, but I would recommend it outside of a sleeping space. So in the living room with the family, turning that TV off, um, turning the lights down low and having family time somewhere outside of their sleeping space. Bedtime routine should be five to 15 minutes in their sleeping space. And it's just, you know, fairly quick, just like I talked about a few minutes ago. Um, But if you want to do something different, having family time or playing a family game, making it outside of their sleeping space is also really important to kind of separate sleep from play, sleep from eating, sleep from whatever else we do besides sleep. <laughs> that's, that's really helpful. I never, I never really thought of that. That would help. And, you know, cause it's, I know there are many homeschooling families that have mm-hmm. older kids and younger kids. And, yeah. you know, I, I have to be really careful with my big kids. I, I need to do a better job of saying, stay in your room, stop coming in. Cause you know, the old one, the bigger ones want to talk to me at mm-hmm. 11 o'clock at night. And, <laughs> and of course, yeah, if I'm still trying to settle down my little ones. Yeah, it throws them all off. So having, you know, really good structure and boundaries set up with the big kids is is another thing that I've been trying to work on. Um, because when you have so many different ages, it just it gets to be really challenging to get everyone yes. settled with their routines. Yes. And and that kind of goes into my idea of why I wanted to do this is also starting really early, starting early, you know, as soon as possible. And obviously there's, you know, I do get clients that are older than under a year per se, but I always, I always recommend starting as early as possible. But when I do get clients, you have to understand, like, don't lose hope. Those, those boundaries can always still be established they're going to come with more of a fight at this stage because they're older, they're more aware of things. And, you know, your older kids, um, of course, that's going to play a a different role. They're pretty much adults, young adults at this point. Um, But I think establishing, you know, something early on with your younger kids. So when they are at those age, they know sleep is kind of always going to be asleep. Thing. And having talking with mom or reading with mom is going to be something that we separate from that. And so you can establish those small boundaries of this is when we do that. And this is when we sleep, you know, kind of things like that. I also have another question about sure. nursing to sleep. Is okay. that something that um, if someone is doing that already, because I know that 
that the reason why I believe moms fall into that mm-hmm. and habit of nursing their child to sleep is because the, it's just the easiest thing. They, the babies crash and mm-hmm you know, bedtime is done. But then I know with my kids, they kept waking up to to nurse in the middle of the night. So what would you say to a mom that's kind of struggling with that and feeling like their, their child is comfort nursing throughout the night? Um, is there something that you would recommend that they do? Yeah. So first of all, I like to say if something like that is working and your child is going to sleep and they're staying asleep, there, there's nothing wrong with that, that, you know, totally fine. But again, yes, because of what I do, I do get the moms coming to me because at some point they're telling me I'm doing this and it's not working anymore. So yes, of course. And just like in your situation, when it's something starts to not work anymore, we got to work on changing that. And the biggest thing I can say with that is um, it's, you have to kind of know and understand your child. There's so many factors that go into it when, if they're wanting to stop the nursing to sleep, the way I work is there's kind of a strategy to it. You can't just kind of just immediately take that away from your child. You really have to look at the big picture. This baby could be nursing to sleep and nursing and waking multiple times a night because they're trying to maximize their calorie intake in the full 24 hours. And that's how we would count it. We don't just say, oh, well, they're fine. They're old enough to just cut it out at night when, yeah, they might be nine months old, but they could not be maybe eating very many solids and they're making up their calorie intake by nursing. So with that, I have to take into consideration what's happening during the day. How often are they napping and how many feeds and if they're getting adequate full feeds during the day, I would imagine. And a lot of clients that I do get, Um, they're kind of coming to me where the child is more or less snack feeding. So it's kind of like a nibble here, a nibble there, a nibble here, a nibble there. And so they're kind of on this cycle of like, I'm just going to take it whenever I can, because I can, there's no consistent, there's no routine, there's no structure, there's nothing set up for me to go by. So I'm just going to do it as I please. And yes, they are going to wake during the night because they could possibly be hungry. Um, More oftentimes than not around past six months old, they're typically not that starving. But again, approaching that and just cutting it off isn't something I advise to do. You definitely want to take into consideration what's happening during the day before you move forward on that. Um, And yes, getting caught up in that cycle can be really vigorous, really exhausting, really tiring. And you're like, is this ever going to (laughs) end? At that point, I like to remind the moms that sleep is a learned skill. So with that, it's going to take practice and your parent-led direction at that point. So I like to say this phrase where it's, you know, first as parents, in order to get your child's sleeping response to change, you as a parent have to first make the change. So going about it, responding differently, setting up a day differently and getting in, you know, what needs to be done during the day so they can have that full night's sleep. Um, A lot of times the babies will just naturally kind of drop it off because they're meeting their calorie intake during the day. Not always the case, (laughs) but more oftentimes than not when they're younger, it kind of starts to happen that way. And then I teach parents, obviously, middle of the night waking and nursing all throughout the night, how to respond differently and effectively without just offering a bottle or offering the breast every single time they wake up. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a practice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk about consistency. Um, sure. I, 
for myself, I, if I know that I want to do something and I don't actually write it down and have a visual in front of me of the steps that I want to do, I'm going to forget. It's, that's just the way I am. Something else will take more of a, a priority spot and then I will forget about it and start working on something else. And then, you know, I get frustrated with myself. So um, for me, writing things down and like keeping it like on, you know, if I was going to work on a specific bedtime routine, I would put it on my door. So on their bedroom, oh, door. Yeah. <laughs> like just because I know that that's how I need to be. Like it has to really be in my face in order for me to remember. So um, if someone is struggling with consistency, what would you recommend with bedtime routines? Yeah, I, I think you said it. Um, I think that's important. I think a lot of times what I've seen working with clients is they're kind of like, just tell me how to do it, when to do it, just lay it out for me. I'll print it out. I just want it laid out directly so I can see it because, you know, they kind of want me to take the thinking or they want to take the thinking out of it and just me give it to them, which I get. I understand that's kind of how I am and how I work and also implementing what I kind of learned in the past as a teacher, which you understand you're teaching your children and you're saying you printed it, you're printing it out, put it on the door for you. I kind of offer advice to making it more simple for your children because they're also going to kind of keep you accountable with that making um, a chart having a sleep chart for them like hey this is this is a reminder of how bedtime goes and you can have small stickers and small pictures of we brush our teeth we put our pajamas on we read a short story and we go to bed at this time and I know working with young kids and even having my own, they will hold you really accountable to those because they know what's coming. They want that to happen. Just like even you said earlier, like, hey, where's that story we are supposed to get? If you have something printed out, making it fun, simple pictures, even for them, that's something that can be um, consistency for you. Yes, obviously things are going to happen. Sometimes there isn't going to be a full bedtime routine and that's okay as well. You can be flexible for the most part. Having consistency, yes, is best. But again, we're human we have things happen. And as long as it's not going to continue happening over and over where you might make a new routine of inconsistency, then that's where, yeah, of course you can get in trouble, but <laughs> Yes. Um, so would you say that, so let's say there, somebody has a day that's like completely, you know, out of the norm. So mm-hmm. now instead of starting their bedtime routine at seven, it's now eight 30 and they haven't started mm-hmm. bedtime routine. Would you still suggest doing the bedtime routine, even though it's later or, or telling, you know, cause I know for myself, I've said, well, no reading now because it is, it is way past our bedtime now. And then that always triggers them. So yeah. do you think that that's a good idea to take a part of the routine away or? Well, I think part of why having a five minute bedtime routine is good is because of nights like that. Yes, you can still make five minutes happen. Mm-hmm. Or oftentimes our kids five and under don't really have a sense of what five minutes actually is. And instead you could talk with them and say, so maybe you read this special book that they like. And you say, tonight, we're going to read three pages. You're three years old. You get to pick three pages. We're going to read tonight. And that's what we're going to read. And you still kind of implement the rest of the bedtime routine. And if it's something within five minutes, 
it's possible. It's doable. So I don't recommend fully taking it away, but I do recommend you can shorten it and things like that. And, you know, instead of going and say, we're not doing this, we're not doing that and go to sleep. We're going to say, Hey, we had a late night. We're going to read three pages out of this story. We're going to brush our teeth as fast as we can tonight. I'll time you. And we're going to go to sleep as soon as possible. You know, just letting them know what's going to happen within their bedtime regime, I think is really important instead of just taking things away. And they're like, hey, I don't like this. (laughs) So so much of that is how we are responding. Because I know moms at night, especially, I know especially moms that have work to do when their kids are in bed, Mm -hmm. the stress that, that, you know, you feel as a mom that just needs to get stuff done. It's like you start barking orders and then- Your, you know, what you envisioned this great night of, you know, quiet is not happening. And then you take it out on the kids and no, we're not doing this. We're, we're going Mm -hmm. to bed now. So I, I like that you said, let them know this is what we're doing because it's late, you know, and, 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 and to, I think a lot of it has to come from a place of calm, a place of peace. 100%. Yes. That's hard for many people. I know some people are naturally more able to control their emotions, but uh, that's something that I I think really helps. I know my kids, when I talk to them, and that's been a lot of practice trying to talk to them from a really calm place. And of course, sometimes I do blow up because I'm I'm human, (laughs) but um, being calm in implementing things is, is really, really, it's, it's so valuable for, for everyone. Yes, definitely. And, you know, once they know that five minute routine is established, it's there's going to be less questions asked, less fighting asked, because this is how it's always been. And this is what it's going to continue to be. And I think that's important, too, because you're building trust in your child with that. They know mom's got this, dad's got this, and this is what happens. And I know it's going to happen and they're going to continue it for as long as I live, you know, or whatever, whatever you guys do. (laughs) I think that's important. Yes. Well, thank you so, so much. This is, this has been really, really helpful. You've actually given, given me a lot of ideas and uh, I think we're going to start our bedtime routine in a different room. Um, because I do enjoy, you know, I, I really like having my big kids and my little ones together to read a chapter book, but I think we're going to do it outside of the bedroom. And I think that might help. And um, so I, I, I know that this is such a helpful topic for so many moms, busy moms. So thank yeah. you for coming. Can you, um, can you just share how, if somebody has, um, some personal questions and they really want to reach out to you and possibly work with you, can you just share, um, how they can reach you? Yeah, definitely. So I am on social media. I'm on Instagram at, at, but first sleep. Facebook, same thing at But First Sleep, or my website, um, www.buttfirstsleep.com. And any one of those handles, you can go on and message me through there. And through my website, there's actually a direct link where you can send me a message as well from there. Um, I offer free 30 minute phone consultations. So if there's something you have questions about my services or question on how things work or any type of any type of question you may have, um, you can feel free to reach out, book a consultation and we can just chat for 30 minutes. And there's no pressure. There's no, 
you know, it's just a conversation. So yeah, that's how you can find me on there. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. It's been so nice to, to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Simply Freeing podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you left a review. Reviews are everything to podcasters. Each review helps this podcast to be shared with more listeners that would really benefit from the content here. 